Asian or American? Hi everyone, welcome to MX Asian American. My name is Karen Zhang, and this podcast is about the Asian American experience. Unpacking everything from mental illness, parental models, to food and pop culture. Welcome back everyone to MX Asian American. Today we have guest Cindy Lam. You want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, uh, so my name's Cindy, like you said. Um, uh, I'm non-binary and I go by they, them pronouns. Okay, good to know. Um, If you're comfortable sharing, what is your sexual orientation and what do you identify as? Oh, also before that, happy pride. Kind of late. Yes, happy pride. Happy pride. (laughs) Yeah, um, so like I said, I identify as non-binary and then kind of depending on the situation, I interchangeably use pansexual or queer for my sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. You know, like some spaces are just easier to use queer, some are easier to use pan. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, So because of Pride Month, um, and also I really wanted to talk about this for a long time, we wanted to discuss um, queerness in the Asian American community and, you know, everything that's involved in it. Uh, so for me, I identify as a queer and um, a female. Uh, so she or hers. I use queer kind of like an umbrella term for like not straight. <laughs> um, but I'm actually just like a lesbian. But I prefer to use queer because I feel like the term lesbian has been quote unquote like claimed by white people. And it doesn't like necessarily include POCs. Um, so yeah, when did you realize that you're queer? Um, it's kind of been a journey because like, uh, for the short story is like seventh grade was when I was first like, oh man, girls are hot. Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, um, I didn't really have an interest in non-men, like anyone outside of non-men when I was mm-hmm. younger. And then once I got to high school, I was like, okay, like some guys are like attractive. I'm into some of them. Oh. So it's kind of been like an evolution for me. Mm-hmm. So I did- think. Did you know, like, did you know that, like, like, non-heterosexuality existed before that, or no? Kind of. uh, I kind of always heard about it from, like, family members who would kind of talk about other gay people in the Vietnamese community and stuff. And it was that kind of, like, you know, the degrading talk. So I was kind of always afraid when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that I was really lucky was in seventh grade, I actually had a friend who was also bisexual mm-hmm. um already and her in come seventh first, grade wow yeah that's so brave she had really cool parents though oh okay yeah well that's still brave but yeah <laughs> yeah and so like I guess because after she came out I felt a little more comfortable being like hey by the way me too so did you come out to your like friends first uh yeah I Kind of. So, like, in seventh grade, I really only came out to friends that I knew were openly gay. Mm-hmm. Or I knew were exactly cool as gay people. And then in high school is when I started coming out to, like, more friends, whether or not I knew what their opinion of the queer community was. Mm, okay. Did you ever yeah. come out I to mean, your family? K- kind of. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> I say yes and no. I'm, like, half in the closet with them. Like, uh, okay. I remember, yeah, I remember, like coming out to my sister and that went really well and she was actually the first person I came out to how and old is your in my sister? head I was like is she older she's or younger? 19 
she's younger. Oh, okay. Um, but she's a lot more mature than I am. I've always she's always been someone <laughs> that I bounce stuff off of. Okay. I I think yeah, my um, journey is like pretty similar to yours, actually. But yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. So um, you know, like her like coming out to her was really smooth. So I was like, oh man, yeah, like this is gonna go well. And then, you know, I came out to my mom. The first time was kind of by accident. Because I was correcting her and I was like, oh, you know, not everyone is like into that who's gay, like me. And then I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then she kind of paused and it was really awkward because we were both on like a night walk and just like looked at me and I was like, and then we, she just changed the topic so fast. And I was like, okay, maybe that would just mean she's super That's cool. That's denial. With <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, we, we've gotten to a place where like, because I've come out to my mom so many times at so many stages of my life mm. that she's accepted it, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but like, we're not going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, so for me, I actually knew I was not straight, like, in elementary school, like, kindergarten. Um, that's, like, really young. Um, yeah. I remember I had a crush with, like, my best friend <laughs> quote unquote um she sat with me on the bus and we live in the same neighborhood uh but yeah i had a crush on her and well like in hindsight i knew i had a crush on her but like during the time i was like she's my best friend you know and like i'm not not normal um <laughs> normal but yeah um and then i think all the way till middle school I was I still knew I was like not straight but there's this one time that I was in denial of it um and I actually like made up this crush I had on this boy <laughs> to like convince myself that I was straight um, and I'd like told all my friends about it so like I had accountability and stuff you know <laughs> and then and then I was, like, trying to pretend that I really liked him, and it just didn't work out at all. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, like you, also, my parents and, like, my family members didn't speak well um, at all about, like, the non-heterosexual community. Uh, they were just like, oh, my God, they're so disgusting or whatever. Because we had a restaurant when I was young, and when, like transgender people would come in they would always just be like look at them or whatever like that with like a very disapproving kind of attitude so I always thought it was like something wrong um so that was probably right I also was in de denial um for a long time and then I came out to all my friends in uh, freshman year of high school um, I remember it was just a Facebook post. <laughs> I don't know if people still use Facebook. Um, but it was like a Facebook post. Uh, and then it was only my friends then, um, not my family. I'm still not out to my family yet. Because uh, my mom has said certain things that are kind of not the greatest. Uh, I remember when... Uh, the Supreme Court decision ruled that same-sex marriage was legal. I mm -hmm. asked her about that decision, and she was just like, 
why that's so disgusting and i was just like mm-hmm. okay uh, and then like multiple times she actually i think i i honestly think she's kind of suspicious cuz multiple times she asks me uh do you like girls and i was like um uh I just didn't answer and like change the topic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then, and then the, like most recently, it was like last year. I think I was at school. She called me and like we were just talking, and then all of a sudden she was like, "Why don't you dress like a girl?" Blah 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 blah, and like because I'm very um, male presenting or like cis male presenting. Um, but she's like, why don't you dress like a girl or whatever? And then she was like, as long as you don't like girls, that's fine. As long as you know you're a girl. And I'm like, oh my oh god. No. Um, yeah. So I am still not out to my family because of those things. And yeah, honestly, that's... don't know what to do for like future and stuff. But we'll just see. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat. I'm kind of like, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> I mean, like. Um, yeah you know (laughs) so have you had any partners during this time yeah um so currently i'm with someone who identifies as male Mm -hmm. and so i did end up trying to come out to my dad a little bit um but when i tried explaining what pansexual was to him it just didn't really stick (laughs) i guess yeah they probably don't understand yeah and now that things are a little bit more serious with my partner right now He's every once in a while I'll be like, man, I'm so glad you're straight now. I'm like, uh-huh. That's God, no, I hate okay. that so uh, much. No. no. <laughs> it's just like devalidate not validating like the whole other part of your identity. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, I think the thing that gets him right now is I am wearing a binder at home a lot more right now. And just because I'm like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I got to get used to wearing them anyways, like mm-hmm. when they're new. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why are you doing that? You look like a man. And I was like, but I'm not a man or a girl. So let's just let me dress how I want. I know. And I, it's it. Yeah. I have so much to say about dress. <laughs> um, oh, me too. <laughs> I, I started wearing men's clothes officially in like high school, uh, once high school started. And I didn't wear, like, the bra, like, women's bras or whatever. I wore, like, sports bras. I still wear sports bras. Um, mm-hmm. And I stopped, I think, I started picking out my own clothes in third grade. So that's, like, basically when I stopped wearing dresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's just not comfortable. Um, that's what I tell them, basically. When Whenever they ask me, I'm just, like, women's clothes are uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, for me and then they'll just yeah. be like okay uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah I've gotten multiple why don't you wear dresses or women's clothes so many times yeah uh, also this hair thing was a big issue <laughs> oh my god I know I they're like my hair's grown out during quarantine and they're all like oh man it looks so good now and I'm like no, it looks better before. Trust me. Trust yeah, me, yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I actually got my hair. My girlfriend cut my hair like a few weeks ago. But uh, when it was longer, they were like, your hair look like this looks so much better and blah, blah, blah. But I've had short hair since fifth grade. 
Um, <laughs> and they keep telling me <laughs> to grow my hair out. <laughs> Just never stops. Yeah. See, I like long hair for how easy it is to contain, mm-hmm. but short hair just looks so much better on me. It's also easier to, like, take care of, I would say. Like, wash-wise. It's so much easier to wash. <laughs> really? I find it so much harder because I have to blow-dry it after and my uh, hair sticks out okay. everywhere. I don't blow-dry my hair. I'm super lazy. <laughs> I don't blow-dry my hair. It, like, dries very quickly, so. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm very jealous of you. <laughs> So did you, when you first, when you first got together with your partner, did you, like, tell your parents that you had, like, a partner now? Or, like, how long did you wait? I tend to wait a while. I don't like to, my parents are definitely of that attitude where it's, like, if it's not serious, it's not worth it. Don't, uh-huh. don't bother wasting my time. And I'm, like, that's fair. I also think that's fair just because you kind of want to suss out who you're with before you introduce yeah, them yeah. to the family. But yeah, my partner's been really great about all of this, though. Um, I think it took him a while to get used to my pronouns. Mm. But other than that, like, you know, we've talked about it. We work things through. And he's gotten really good at it. And what's awesome is, like, he also makes it really publicly known as well. Oh, like, he, that's it was actually so really sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, his Instagram bio is just, like, just so everyone knows, Cindy goes by they, them. And I'm like, oh, my heart. Yesterday was Father's Day. Oh, happy Father's Day to him. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. Oh, my God. I know. I I feel really lucky that I have someone, like, that supportive. Because, like, you know, dating as a queer person is already really complicated. And then, like, being not cis has been... Like, I remember, like, the first girl I was with, she's like, my family knows I'm gay, so you should tell your family. Dude, they need to know we're gay. And I'm like, uh, that's I'm so not ready for that. Pressure. Don't put your pressure on other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, like, all about upbringing, too. It's just, like, you know, she had parents who are, like, super okay with it, who have always been really, like, open to that kind of stuff, whereas I'm like, I don't want to deal with the repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So what if, wait, so did you tell your parents about your first uh, partner who was female? No. So the really sad thing was that, you know, because we are dating for like three months and it's mm-hmm. like high school, so it doesn't really matter that much. Uh-huh. I mean, it can to some people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she kind of gave me an ultimatum where it's just like, if you're not going to tell your parents you're gay, I don't want to be with you. And I was like, well, here's the thing, I want to be with you, but I'm just not ready, so I guess this is it. Cut her off. Yep, basically. <laughs> what? It was because, like, you that know, bitch. like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just like, you know, like, it's just... I think I made a good choice. <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> I, um, my first girlfriend was in high school, too, when I was 16, and I was like, it was, like, one year after I had, like, officially came out to my friends. So I was, like, you know, young and naive. Um, she was kind of toxic, and we were not good for each other. Uh, but, yeah, we, we dated for about three months, too, and then just broke off. And I have been with my girlfriend since it's all, it's, like, a year and a half now. Oh, my God, congrats. Thank you. Um, but yeah, she is, it's a really funny story though. Um, she's Chinese and she like recently came to America 
um, and works at the restaurant my mom works at. And basically, my mom introduced her to me. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, uh, she just knows that we're really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> friends Man, is always a clear matchmaker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, friends is like, you know, the perfect excuse Go for everything. To. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I was about to ask like what the closet kind of looks like for you, but you can say anything you want. But I will probably I mean, talk about like you know not being able to tell my parents stuff. Yeah, I think just gonna get like a little metaphorical, but like I yeah, think yeah. it's kind of interesting how like you know the way we talk about the closet is just like a one time like hey I'm out and then you're done. But I think you know, a lot of the time, depending on who you are, the closet is something you're always going to be in. So like for me, because I don't really fit stereotypes or expectations of what non-binary looks like, Mm -hmm. I'm always coming out to people when I'm like, oh no, those aren't my pronouns. Thanks though. And I think like, because gender and sexuality are so fluid too, like you're never always going to be in the same place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's like so many so many times that you have to come out in your lifetime it's just like endless amount of coming out in like closets and stuff um like for for me I felt that my I think my appearance helps me a lot because people will usually just assume I'm a butch Um, (laughs) which is true but for other people who like don't match stereotypes I think that's really hard and just like people just didn't have assumptions of like anybody and stuff yeah yeah we'll get but there one day one day um for me i think the closet is just like whenever whenever i'm with my girlfriend um we can't do anything in public basically because like all our friends are in the region right now i'm back home so all, all our friends are in the region so if we like bump yeah. into anyone that see us doing inappropriate things that would not be good um, so we can't do anything in public, basically. And with, like, quarantine right now, basically we can't do anything. Because um, <laughs> I can't go to her house and she can't go to come to my house. So, yeah. Um, but this is funny. This is not funny, but this is interesting. But I remember I would actually literally go in my closet when I was younger. My closet was really small when I was in, in my old house. And it only fit, like, me. Um, I would just sit there and like watch videos of people coming out <laughs> and then oh I would God, come I out it. yes and then I would come out the closet myself it was really funny not funny but it was like yeah <laughs> it was some whack teenage stuff oh, I know like that's the thing with coming out is it never happens the way you want it to yeah yeah I had always wanted to have a pocket full of confetti and just like throw it and be like I'm gay Oh my god, but, you know, that's actually really cute. Then I, right, and then I accidentally came out to my mom on a night walk. And I was like, oops, well. Dude, ah. yeah, I've heard a lot of, uh, about a lot of, like, accidental coming outs. Um, You said before that your mom was kind of in, like, denial when you came out accidentally or whatever. Um, yep. What is her attitude now? I think she's come to terms with it 
but hasn't fully kind of self-reflected. Like, I think she still lets that whole judgmental community aspect Mm. of, like, our culture kind of get to her. Mm. So, like, she's like, you know what, like, I understand that you are who you are, but I think it's best if you're not flaunting it or flashing it around Mm. or telling people if it's not necessary. But to her, like, not necessarily means, like, unless I'm dating a woman, Mm, it's not really necessary to say. And I'm like, okay, so, like, I... It took me a few years to get over it, but I've, like, kind of come to terms with it. Like, there's only so much I can change and so much that she's willing to change. Yeah, so, like, for the most part, at least I know she still loves me. Mm. And that's really what matters. Yeah, it's, like, bur- burying things under the rug and stuff. I also think one part of it may be, like, she is afraid of, like, relatives or, like, other people in the communities, like, backlash and judgment towards you. So she may be, like, you know, worried about you and how you may take that and stuff. Yeah, I think that's a part of it as well. Because, like, you know, like, my mom's siblings, she's the only, like, woman. So I feel like having grown up like that, she has become more open to these ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I look at my uncles, like, some of them are incredibly, like, homophobic, very racist. And so, like, for her, it's just, like, do you want to lose that family connection or not? Is it worth it? Mm, Yeah. One of my friends who also accidentally came out to her parents as bi, um, her parents, at first it was like a meltdown kind of thing and they were like in a huge argument and stuff. But afterwards it was just like closed the book and not talked about basically. And they, her parents still like ask her about like, future marriages and husbands and stuff um yeah (laughs) yeah do your parents ask you about marriage yes and no they ask about it now that I'm in a relationship Mm -hmm. with a man because it's something they're more comfortable with Mm -hmm. whenever I've been single or they suspect I'm dating a woman you know, they they just don't really touch it. Mm. But now that I have a male partner, you know, they're like, okay, well, like, what's your wedding going to look like? How many people are you inviting? <laughs> Is it bad? I don't really want a wedding. I just want to get eloped. Either <laughs> 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 what? You know, there's that whole aspect too, right? I think for my parents, what scares them is like, I don't fit in a lot of traditional things that they hoped for with me. Mm. And so, you know, like... <laughs> But you have, like, other siblings, right? They can set their I'm, hopes on your sister. <laughs> see, I've always felt bad about that because I went, like, a whole untraditional route. Like, I originally was supposed to go to school for computer engineering. Mm. Um, dropped out of that. Yes. <laughs> and I did, I, you know what, I, I ended up doing anthropology and social work. Ooh. So, my parents, that was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, you know, like, now that my sister... It's funny because she actually went to the same school I did for undergrad, mm-hmm. and but she's doing science, oh. so they're super excited about it already, and I just feel so bad for her. I'm like, sorry, it's all on you. Oh my god. So do you only have one sister? Yeah, because um, I think after, because, so the really funny thing with my dad's family is they're super involved with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, my dad moved to Burlington, and then a year later, my aunt moved down the street, and then a year <laughs> after that, my other aunt moved the block over. Like, they're oh close. Oh, my God. Okay. 
And so for my mom, being pregnant with children was also very much a whole family affair that she didn't want. (laughs) And I think the other half was like, they wanted us to be close in age, but then it took, like my sister and I are six years apart. Mm. And the really funny thing was after four and a half years, they gave up on having like a second child. Um. And then what do you know? After my mom gets her tubes tied, she's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow okay my um i i i was gonna say this before but i forgot but when you said that you told your sister first i think um when you came yeah. out like to family quote unquote i also told my siblings like when they were really young i have a younger sister and a younger brother um uh, my sister is also six years younger than me my brother's like eight years younger than me so my younger sister and brother are like two years apart um, so they're like my children. <laughs> I treat right? them as like my children. Um, and I was like determined to raise them to be open-minded and like <laughs> accept the queer community, basically. So I told them like, I honestly don't remember, but I probably told them when they were like, when I thought they were kind of old enough to understand what being not being straight meant, which was probably when they got into middle school, I think. Yeah. Like 11, 12-ish, I think, was when I told them. And they were actually really supportive. There's this one time my sister, um, I forgot what we were talking about, but she was doing like a project for school or something. And I was like, oh, what is your theme? Or like, what are you presenting? I think she was making a PowerPoint. And then I, she was like, oh, uh, I'm talking about pride. And I was like, oh my God, yes, that's so cool cute um and sweet but also yes um and i was like oh why and she was like oh because i'm proud that my sister is queer and i was like oh my god that's so sweet so cute i know so much cuter (laughs) i like when i came out to my sister she was like all right and and i was like okay like i'm very thankful that like you know you're comfortable with this but also like where's the dramatic excuse me (laughs) Wait, what what would you want her reaction to be? You know, oh she could have I don't know. I think I was just like I think cuz like, you know, all the media at the mm. time when I was in high school was very much like, "Oh my god, we still love you." Oh my god, la la la. So, I I thought there would be something more to it and her being like this sat, like I don't know what happened. She hit 12 and then she got a growth spurt and she was like, "I'm Puberty. I'm the shit." Yeah. Puberty. And so her response was just like, "Okay, and so why are you telling me? And I was like, <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> but I appreciated it too, because at least it wasn't like, oh my god, why would you tell me? I'm so glad that I told my sister pre-puberty, because she's going through puberty now, and I don't know how she would take it if I told her now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I I love her though. She's so funny. She's like one of the most supportive people I know. Oh yay! Like I so like she like we follow each other on Twitter, but like she has more clout than I do on. Oh like, dang! <laughs> like she's in like the artist community because she used to do like commissions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes, like I'm not active on Twitter. I just do it every once in a while to check out art. Mm-hmm. And so like every once in a while, I'll see her tweets like calling people out, and I'm just like, I'm so proud of you. Dang! <laughs> You're my child. I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So moving gears a little bit, 
what are some tips or advice that you would give like to other queer folks in the community? I think definitely like first and foremost for me is like, you know, there's no timeline for coming out. There's no timeline for realizing you're gay because like, you know, we see like so many movies about people who come out or realize that they're gay when they're like 13, 14, but that's Mm -hmm. not the reality for everyone because, you know, like when we think about it, internalized homophobia, some people are like gay and then they just never realize till they're out of those environments. And that Mm -hmm. could be like when they're 30 or 20. Like that's one thing I've always tried to push with people is just, you know, if you're gay, you're gay. If you're not now and you are later, whatever yeah I totally agree with that I think media has put like a romanticization or like fetishization of like like coming of age stories where people Mm -hmm. are like oh my god I found my identity over like this one year in high school or whatever but I feel like life is so much longer and I feel like maybe 10 years later I will be non-binary who knows you know yeah you like I I think it's a lifelong journey I would say like identity and and any sense I would say like not just not just for like queerness or like sexual orientation identification but like other things as well like even your career identification like that changes over time definitely yeah I think the problem is that, like, you know, the way we just talk about things is just, like, you're either this or you're not. And I think that freaks kids out a lot. Yeah, it's very binary. I came to terms with the fact that I was pan later on in university rather than bisexual. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to people. And, you know, for the most part, my friends were really great about it. And then I had friends who were just like, but you're bisexual. How would you be pansexual, too? And I was like, but, it like, it changes. Because, like you know, you don't realize these things about yourself right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, one, you know, when... Yeah, one of my friends, uh, one of my my upperclassmen friends came out as bi, too, like, once they got into university. And then my other friend who is also in university, I think, is trying to decide if they're bi or pan. And also, I feel... Okay, um... This might be a long rant, but I want to talk about labels and... (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Why we have them, pros and cons and stuff like that. But I'll go first. Uh, Obviously, we have them because it's easier for dating. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, Dating is like one big thing, but also I think it, it helps educate other people as well, like outside of the community. But it can be a pain in the butt. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, like, I, like, I think, like, like you said, like, pros, it makes it really great for dating. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, in terms of, like, advocacy and stuff, too, like, it, having a label is really good for coming together as a community. Mm, Yeah. But it's also really good for showing, like, how diverse our community can be. Mm. But I think, like, the pain in the butt that gets there is when people start arguing about what certain terms mean. Yeah. I think for a long time, people understood bisexual to be very transphobic, Mm. saying that, like, being bisexual means you only like men and women. But, like, I don't know. My understanding of bisexuality is definitely, like, you are interested in someone who shares your gender and another. Yeah. And then, like, for me, when I tell people I'm pansexual, it's because, like, genitals and sexuality don't matter to me so much as much as, like, their personality. Mm. 
for a long time people were like oh you're transphobic because you think bisexuals are transphobic and I'm like no like no yeah i yeah it also i think it's hard to determine it like puts pressure on a lot of young people or like a lot of people in general to put a label on themselves when they yeah like may not even know what they are they just know they're not straight <laughs> yeah so i think that's hard too i think adding on to that too is just like you know with kids like they're always taught that there's a label for something like mm. always yeah and it's like that's not true and like i think some labels can be like really beneficial like you said but there's some that are really harmful like when we use the term like passing i get so frustrated because oh. I'm like, what do you mean passing like you can always be trans there's no way to look tra- like i don't understand Oh, like I hear the word passing and I feel like my cholesterol just rising and I'm like <laughs> you know it's just Wah. like I would say what, what would you feel if I said that I'm like pa- like I pass for a, ma- a man in that context like I think I understand because like everyone is entitled to use labels for themselves I think like the problem I have with passing is when you like non-trans folks especially like like cis hetero folks oh i know what you're just like like you know like caitlin jenner when she went on that rant after she transitioned and was like if you want to be a trans woman and a real woman you need to have these surgeries and it has like these standards that like you know not everyone's medically able to not everyone's financially able to not Mm -hmm. everyone wants to like it's what harms the community way more than like helping Mm, yeah i think this is what I understood from what you said. Um, I think passing is like kind of denying the the individual's like right to feel like they're a different gender. It's like, yeah. oh, you're passing, so you don't need to do this, right? But yeah. like inside, they know they're. You have to validate what they feel on the inside. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because I think. I don't know like I like labels uh, to some extent but I don't because you know they depending on who's using them how they're being used it's really harmful Mm -hmm. yeah more negative stuff I (laughs) (laughs) realized more recently that there's a lot of like stereotypes but also um harmful ways that the queer community discriminates amongst like within the community I feel like oh yeah but I don't know if you have any thoughts on that because I'm, like, not very, very well-versed. <laughs> I, I've i read so much just because I, like, this is a topic that makes me so bad because, like, I don't know, in undergrad, I loved doing, like, anti-racism work and I loved doing, like, anti-homophobia work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it like, it's true, right? Like, I think we pick one big goal and it kind of eclipses the other goals of many smaller groups, right? Like, because when we look at statistics, like, Black trans youth are the ones who are, like, the most at risk. Mm -hmm. But we're just like, oh, you know, that's just because of where they come from. But, like, we're not questioning why their communities are that way. We're not questioning our treatment of them. Mm -hmm. Like, like, because we met on Squat, so I'm sure you've seen some of the posts. Yeah. Where, like, there's a lot of anti-Blackness where they're like, oh, no Blacks, and it's just a dating preference. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, 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 no. Because, like, I understand, like, having trouble dating, like, people who are very culturally different from you, but, like, skin tone has nothing to do with that. I see it and I get so frustrated because, like, I haven't experienced anti-blackness, but I've had a lot of white people who are just like, I can't date you because you're Asian. 
And it's just like, okay, right? Like, we are really great at calling people out for their homophobia Mm. and their racism as a community, but we're really shit at, like, reflecting on our own community. Sorry Mm. for my swearing. It's fine. This is over 18. This is explicit content. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's the thing that frustrates me is just, like, if you want to be able to, like, call people out and tell them to learn, you need to be doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, I'll be honest, as a kid... I had some really, like, negative thoughts about the Black community from my own upbringing. Mm -hmm. But you have to, like, push yourself to learn and grow out of that. Mm. And, like, I feel like our community's kind of stagnant right now. I honestly don't know how, like, specifically the queer Asian American community is like right now, because I just don't know that many people. But I think the queer community as... There's a lot of, like, I've heard, like, by erasure and... um, the neglectance of like intersex and asexual individuals just because you know they're part of the minority within this community like the minority of the minority and also transgender folks will be you know not fully presented so like what i see is like gay white males and um, lesbian white females like spearhead basically the community um and I, I've seen that in, like, my uh, college, too. There, I've, I've been trying to, like, find clubs or, like, organizations to join to, like, socialize with other queer folks. But there's this, there's this one... I forgot what they were called. Spectrum, I think. But I heard really bad things about them. They were all just white, lesbian, Ugh. slash bi girls. And I was just like, um, I'm not going to a meeting anymore. So I didn't go. <laughs> Yeah, it's stuff like that's so frustrating because it's like when you think about how like the queer movement began too, it was like a black trans woman. Yeah, exactly. And like there's nothing wrong with like white queers because I think a lot of they get a lot of hate. But I also think that it's frustrating when their opinion is what's taken for our entire community. Mm -hmm. Like you said, because it's just like there's no representation. I think for me too, a lot of my queer white friends growing up were the ones whose parents were super cool with them coming out. And they were also ones who were encouraging me to come out when I knew specifically it wasn't safe. And it was just a big cultural difference. Like Yeah. And I also think it's a difference of privilege as well. They they have so much more privilege just being white. Um -hmm. and sometimes they acknowledge it and like realize it, but sometimes they don't and that becomes problematic. It's frustrating because like growing up even on TV, a lot of gay folks were just white. Mm-hmm, or like, yeah what comes to mind for me is like modern family they're like upper middle class rich yep. white men and you're like uh actually i don't know if you've seen it yet it like season two just dropped on netflix and i've been so obsessed because of the soundtrack it's called like kipo and the age of the wonder beasts no i haven't seen it all the I- main characters are like people of color Ooh, um, hello and, like they're 2020 character right and there's a character that straight up just says i'm gay like right in the open i remember crying because i was so excited about it oh my god i never would have had that as a kid like i know what the heck okay that's gonna make me go on a rant i recently watched um the half of it that just came out recently so good and i watched um saving face recently too alice Wu. My heart was like little butterflies. <laughs> oh my god, it was so cute. I was like, yes. I know. Oh. 
Yeah, that's that's really funny because when I was really young, I actually had to go to like Asian media to find non-heterosexual stuff. <laughs> that's like POC related um, for me to relate to, basically, which was like kind of hard to find, but I did it. So that's what I watched when I was growing up. A lot of anime. Lots of Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, a lot of anime, Sailor Moon, a lot of um, manga. I wish there was so much more of it, but I'm getting so excited because kids' cartoons are getting so good about it. Really? I haven't watched like, any, so. <laughs> oh, I, I'm i a huge, like, animation nerd. I, like, mm-hmm. I love watching anime. Like, half the time I don't care about the story. I just want to see how it's animated. Um, Dude, we can talk forever about anime. Right? But, yeah. Oh. Well, actually, that's how I got to Kipo, because I love Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. and the studio that animated it animated Kipo, oh, okay. and I was like, all right, and then my other friend got me binging She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. It's fully for kids. Oh, I think I've like, heard the, of that. Right? And the canon couple is a lesbian couple. There's what? quite a few queer couples. I love it. It's like, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> what the heck? I know. Everyone's like, why have you been watching cartoons? And I'm like, I'm catching up for past Cindy, okay? Past Cindy's getting this past love. Cindy, yes, past Cindy. Oh my god. Yeah, I need to I need to get myself catch, caught up on a lot more things. Oh, that reminds me. Recently, I watch a lot of Chinese dramas. Or I don't watch a lot, but I, I watch Chinese dramas. And they, a lot of them are like remade. Not remade, but they're like based on a book or a novel. So... It's like in the novel, the couple is gay. It's a gay couple, but like you know, on TV, it's not because you know because it's like censorship stuff. But but what's funny is like all the all the like audience is like fangirling over the the gay couple, and it's like so cool because I get to see like this Chinese generation that is like so open to this and like actually fangirling over you know the gay couple and stuff. But yes. yeah, so I watch these dramas that everyone knows the gay couple is the actual couple and they're not friends. Yeah, it's it's funny. <laughs> uh, the fan edits for those kinds of things are great. Oh my I god, it. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh I had god. that I had that recently with a K drama. I think it was Goblin. <gasps> oh my god, Goblin is so good. I yes. ship them. <laughs> oh my god, the fan edits for it, I love it so much. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, this like just... sometimes I just look up couples. <laughs> okay, this has just become a um fangirling session in a rant. Sorry. Right? It's fine. It's fine. Um it's fun content. Um okay, so going back a little bit. Uh so what are some like ways you think that we can support? Yeah, so I I do a lot of work with kids. I actually used to be an anti-homophobia workshop facilitator for Planned Ooh. Parenthood. Um, I'm just too old now, so I got kicked out of the club. What? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's supposedly youth-run. Oh, okay. Um, like, and right now, legislation in our area deems youth to be 25 and under. And because I hit 25, they're like, okay, bye. Rude. Um, but I was, <laughs> uh, I don't mind. I still find really fun ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just finished my last placement in board and they let me design my own workshops for gender and sexuality and stuff um but I do a lot of work with kids just because 
like I don't think our generation's doomed, but I definitely think that we need to start building the basis now for kids mm. because kids are learning what they see, and if we continue the way we are, even with our language, they're just gonna keep the pattern. And I think we all have individual accountability to kind of step in and be like, hey, like no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, do so when it's safe. Don't do it in a mob of super homophobic people because that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, like I think. For me, a big part of supporting the community is education, when, mm. whenever you can, because like I think protests are really important and they work, but at the same time, we're now in a stage where people jump to conclusions so quickly in our society that mm. we need to be able to have actual conversations to be able to facilitate change, because, mm. you know, like a lot of the arguments I see from the other side are, oh, you're an emotional snowflake, you can't handle an adult conversation, and not to say that we have to play their game, but I think if we want people to listen, we have to start with where they're at. Mm. Because if we go and use like fancy terms, they're going to be like, I don't know what that is. I'm not bothering. I totally agree. So what are, I think your workshop and stuff is really cool. Do you like, do you mind like, you know, telling us a little bit more about like workshop or like things you do with like the kids? Yeah, um, it's kind of funny. So I was thinking about this because I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts um, I think it's not about perfectionism. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that was like, that is <laughs> that not was super me. long. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, That's good. I, but I'm someone, I'm someone who does a lot of research and then I wing it. A hundred percent. Oh my God. That's actually because, really um, cool. I respect people who can do that because I cannot. <laughs> well, I used to be one of the people who had to plan it all out. Mm-hmm. And then something I realized when I first started facilitating workshops was it's not working. It's not engaging kids. Mm. And I think because I went in previously with the assumption, this is what the curriculum is. So I need to fit it in the curriculum. Mm. And so I ended up reflecting a lot on my style and being like, hey, so what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to research as much as I can, have general activities planned. And then the first thing I'm going to do is ask everyone what they know. Because Mm. if they already know it, why bother teaching it to them again? I think, you know, people learn more when they're engaged. So I think working with kids, one thing I like to do is have them tell me what they know. And then we have discussions about it rather than this is what this is. This is what this is. Uh, Yeah, that sounds fun. I want to go to one of your workshops. Wow. Am I too old for that? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I even in our squat um, Facebook group, there's people who have reached out to me one-on-one just because they want to have discussions like I'm always open to discussions awesome Um, yeah because I mean I'm never going to know everything about being gay or anything about being like male to female or female to male Mm -hmm. so it's like I'm always open to it because that's how I I learn best by discussing so I think like having that discourse with everyone is just super important Mm. we always got to keep growing in our community if we want to be better Mm -hmm. yeah I I think one way of support that I do is like doing this podcast and like finding people like you um to talk about have like discussions on like queerness and like we haven't even talked about dating culture that's like a whole nother episode I feel like um uh yeah and other things within the community so um do you have any you know last words oh my god uh take care of yourselves and practice self-care and yes I think because our community is often so starved for mm. human contact and love, we overdo it sometimes. And I think part of self-care is knowing your boundaries. 
Yeah, you know, definitely. Not just jumping into things. <laughs> Please cut out toxic people in your life. <laughs> yes. Always carry scissors. <laughs> <laughs> not in a sexual way. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe if you enjoyed it. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram or email us with new podcast ideas. Um, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mxasianamerican and cindy do you have any like things you want to plug um i only really use my instagram anymore so it's like shindy s-h-i-n-d-e-e um underscore ram okay let me ram (laughs) yeah um that's a fun pun it was like yeah it was like shindy ram (laughs) 